after we conduct our investigation, find the actual winner, especially someone that really needs that money, um, that's really rewarding in itself. listening to the Black and Blue Podcast, a discussion and celebration of the roles of African Americans and other minorities in U.S. law enforcement. Your host on the Black and Blue Podcast is Dale Peters, a law enforcement professional with over 20 years experience in the business. Hop on board this Black and Blue train of interviews, current events, and pop culture conversations. So get ready. The Black and Blue Podcast is coming at you right now. All right, thank you for coming back to the another edition of the Black and Blue Podcast here in the interrogation room. My name is Dale. I'm your host. Thank you again for joining me every time I put one of these episodes out. Because this time we got something a little different for you. Uh, we got a state agent here, a state investigator. He's with the uh, California State Lottery Department. Uh, please help me welcome in Steve Combray. How you doing, brother? How you doing, Dale? Pleasure to be here. Ah, uh, so what's going on? How's how's uh COVID nineteen? I know I gotta bring that up with everybody as they come on. Now. How's how's it treating you right now? Uh, not not too bad. We have a lot of uh, lockdown going on um, with our group. Uh, Still, I go check on some buildings or whatnot, but pretty much we're on lockdown as well. Okay. So good. Family's okay. Everything's going good. 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 Uh, so I, I mentioned that you work for the California State Lottery. What do you do there? I'm a uh, supervising special investigator, too. Okay. Uh, that'll be kind of the uh, almost an equivalent to like a, I guess, a captain, maybe on uh, other agencies. I kind of oversee law enforcement um, for the whole uh, southern half of the state. Okay. And and what does your your department do? Um, we're in a division inside the lottery. Uh, we take care of, uh, you know, cheating, fraud, um, any crimes that are do against the lottery. Okay. All right. Is that keeping you busy? Oh, yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah. There's only uh, 30 sworn uh, statewide. Oh, wow. So, uh, and a lot of uh, lottery sales. So, yeah, we keep very busy. Okay. And and your group is, you said, responsible for what, for what areas? Um, I'm responsible for the whole southern half, but we have six offices down south mm -hmm. uh three to four investigators in each office okay all right so yeah it sounds like you're really busy oh yeah yeah a lot of fraud a lot of people trying to jank the system trying to get money and yeah, it's oh, a, lot yeah. Of, a lot of craziness it's all about the all about the dollars all about it <laughs> how, how long you been with them uh, this is my fifth year your fifth year okay what would you do before that uh before that i was with uh the alcohol beverage control with the state Okay. I've been for eight years. Um, worked a lot of undercover details. Um, actually, not too much alcohol. Um, did a uh, lot of uh, undercover drug buys inside bars, that type of thing. Julie mm -hmm. made on to the uh, majors team where I uh, just missed you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then, uh, <laughs> and then prior to that, you used to work somewhere else too, right? Yes. Uh, I worked for uh, Marietta Police Department. Okay. Uh, it was back then. It was a small city in Marietta, but now I think it's a little bit over a hundred thousand. Yeah. So there, I was there for about twelve years. 
Okay. All right. Yeah. So you had a little journey. Oh yes. Yes. All right. So um, you would say how 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 much total would you say in your in your career in law enforcement? Uh, this is my twenty fifth year. Twenty fifth. Wow. Twenty five yes. years, huh? And and what do you what do you plan on doing? How how much longer are you plan on going? I'm looking probably at another another five. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the um, the current climate. You know I'm a little bit uh, uh, happy. At least I'm not uh, out in black and white anymore in the current climate with law enforcement. Um, but this position here gives me a little bit of uh, leeway um, to extend my career a little bit. Yeah. I think another five years will take me to the maximum. Okay. All right. All right. What what drew you to law enforcement? Ooh. That's a story. <laughs> <laughs> well, we hear it's just um, us, so. <laughs> um, I grew up in uh, I grew up in Compton. Okay. Uh, didn't uh, care too much for uh, police, um, and uh, had a few run-ins here and there. Um, my uh, sister actually ended up uh, marrying an LAPD officer, and. Uh, you know, really didn't care too much for him at the beginning either. Um, but of course he grew on me and actually became like a second father. Um, as I, I went through uh, high school and, and uh, you know, I got in trouble here and there um, in high school, uh, but she got my act together and ended up going to, uh, to college uh, at, Cal, at Cal State Florida. Okay. Um, once there, you know, I took a different classes here and there. I was like, at first I was a political science major and I was uh, looking at classes here and there and went to a class for an elective on criminal justice. Um, found that interesting. I said, okay, maybe I'll start my journey, maybe being a lawyer or something of that nature. Mm-hmm. Um, finished school, uh, ended up changing my major to criminal justice. Still wasn't very interested on uh, being a cop. Um, from there, I, uh, I got a job with the district attorney's office in Riverside uh, serving uh, subpoenas. Okay. Whether it's to, uh, um, you know, victims or witnesses or even law enforcement. So I, I go to the uh, police department. One of the police departments there was uh, City of Marietta that was under my area to drop off subpoenas. Okay. Uh, they adjusted their police department. And one of the sergeants there was explaining to me um, that they had just started the police department. He liked the way that I, I handled myself um, and carried myself and thought I was interested in being uh, a, a cop there. And I was like, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know, I, I yeah. just, I, I just still wasn't interested in doing that. Um, so as time went on, um, I go back and serve subpoenas and uh, this officer, a sergeant, and I'll give him all the credit in the world for giving my career, but Sar- Sergeant Larry Preston continually just, every time I go in, you know, hey, you know, are you interested? Are you interested? No, 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 you know, hand me applications, doing whatever. And eventually I said, hey, I got this guy off my back. So I went and filled out the application, turned it in. Um, didn't think I was gonna hear anything. Um, come, come in for an interview. Uh, so I get the call and uh, go through the interview. I really, I just, the interest wasn't there for that, uh, for me at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I got called back. 
um, the second interview. Um, he uh, he called me back. He said, "Hey, we're gonna start your background." And um, let's give a little indication of a uh, little bit of trouble that I was in <laughs> when I was younger. Um, my uh, by that time, my mother had passed away, but my father uh, was still alive and living in Compton. Okay. So uh, Sergeant Preston and um, another officer, um, both are white, um, was uh, tool- tooling around Compton doing the background investigation. And during that process, they uh, they went up and down my old street, and somebody told my dad, "Hey, you know, there's cops asking about about Steve." Uh-huh. So my dad me up. Boy, what you do now? You got these cops up and down the street. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Uh, asking questions about asking you. Asking questions, yeah. And I'm thinking, I, I I had no idea about the background process. So I was like, I don't know. I didn't do anything. Right. <laughs> you know? But it was, you know, them like, doing the likely background. story. Likely story, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So uh from there, um uh I passed the uh the background. Um, and why I give Sergeant Preston a lot of credit was because I was, I remember sitting, I got the chief's interview, which, um, you know, we, in law enforcement, as you know, you get to the chief's interview, you pretty much hired as a formality. Mm-hmm. But I sit in the chief's office and he's going through my, my file, my, you know, and he's telling me like, you know, Hey, uh, you know, you did this, you did this, you know, I don't like this. And he like I'm thinking, man, this guy's about to arrest me for something. You know, that's, uh-huh. how, that's how it was going. Uh-huh. And uh, he point, point blank said that he would not hire me, um, but he said that uh, Sergeant Preston has a lot of uh, faith in you, and uh, I like Sergeant Preston, so I'm going to give you a shot. And uh, he gave me uh, a badge, and I remember I. Uh, they was so amazing because I sat there with this badge and I remember just looking at it like this dude gave me a badge, you know, yeah. and I just sat there, you know, in this stare. And then uh, I felt this, uh, this hand on my shoulder and it, it was Sergeant Preston and, uh, you know, congratulating me and, you know, pretty much the rest is history from there. That, that's cool. That's, that's real good. How, how'd, yeah. your, how'd your relationship <laughs> with that chief go from there? Uh, I didn't have too much contact with him. Okay. Uh, um, it, you know, typical. It was a smaller department, but uh, you know, I went went through my FTO program. Um, you know, special assignments, that type of thing. I think the chief, that chief, was gone within a few months anyway. Oh. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it, there was no issues with him. Okay. Now I was just wondering, like, after he he did hire you, was like, you know, okay, yeah, I, I did right. You know, there was, uh, you know, a, a good decision that I made to to follow. Sergeant Preston, but you know, he was gone, so he couldn't really determine that one way or the other, huh? No. All right. All right. But um, you know, my uh, other supervisors and chiefs were happy, so Yeah. <laughs> there you go, there you go. And you did you say you did twelve there and then you went to uh ABC, alcohol beverage yes. control. Um yes. what was that like? Uh that was it was it was fun. You know, I always wanted to work um undercover investigations. Um, I met some of those guys during my course uh, in patrol, that type of thing. And they were telling me that they wanted to get more into the law enforcement realm and more, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, more enforcement. 
Okay. Uh, that kind of oh, real quick for our, for our audience. Mm-hmm. What what is ABC? What what do they handle? What do they do? What does it? Uh, ABC handles enforcement and regulations for alcohol for the state of California. Okay. And uh, they have sworn personnel. They're about a hundred plus sworn throughout the state. Oh wow, real small. Yes. Um, alcohol people may not know this, but alcohol is tightly regulated. It may not seem like it. You go to your favorite bar, go to your store, get a beer, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. But it's tightly regulated. And uh, those officers are out there enforcing it. Most most of the work is done undercover. Okay. That's where I kind of, you know, got my interest in there. Mm-hmm. Working at a small department, you know, like Marietta, um, there's not going to be a chance to uh, work undercover. Um, so I took the opportunity and uh, lasted there. I was there for about eight years. What sort of undercover work does, does that do, do you do over there? Um, I was lucky. I got into what's called a special operations unit. And once there, um, I do a lot of uh, undercover drug buys inside bars. Okay. Those are strictly uh, regulated. A, a uh, bar will get upwards of 10 to 30 days suspension, um, meaning they can't sell alcohol for that amount of time if they allow sales of, sales of you know, drugs in that bar. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a few things we have to prove. There's knowledge, you know, from the bartender, from the owner, and whatnot. Um, as we were, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, as we're buying the drugs. Okay. Um, you know, I, I did that for a number of years, and then eventually um, was placed on a, uh, a major narcotics task force, um, which uh, ABC is a part of. Okay. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun going into bars and and uh, was it a lot of late nights, obviously, because bars and, and clubs are. Or nighttime activities usually, right? Oh yes, yes, a lot of late nights. Yeah, that was kind of one. Unfortunately, one of the drawbacks because uh, you know, as you get older, um, you know, going to bars and clubs and whatever at uh, you know 11, 12, 1 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. You know, seeing that my bedtime now is about eight thirty. So. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Do they kind of like uh, cater? You know. Which kind of bars you would go into as opposed to, you know, uh, another person say like you, they would send you into like a country bar, right? You know, <laughs> depending on the situation, um, you would end up in any type of bars. Um, I remember I would end up in country bars, but, you know, I really didn't have too much of a problem. I think my uh, the personality, the way I carry myself, I think it was uh, it was a good fit for me. Right. Uh, I didn't really didn't have that much of much of an issue. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say that you would have problems. I was just wondering if you, you actually get any activity done, you know, you going into a country bar as opposed to, you know. Well, I, I guess oh, yeah, maybe yeah. nowadays you got Darius Rucker and even Lil Nas X doing country. So, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I, I guess, you know, it wouldn't matter really. But yeah, it would yeah, come no, to- there's often times where I would go to a country bar and be the only black there. I would get the, you know, the couple stairs and music would stop for a little bit, uh-huh. you know. Yeah, um, but I, I I play it off, you know, and uh, you know end up doing uh, doing good work. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, to match what you're to say, the match what you're saying, like if if there was a uh, predominantly uh, you know black bar or club in L.A., you know, on the flip side, we probably wouldn't send one of our white investigators because that would stand out. Right. You know, so we would try to match, you know, as far as race with what the type of investigation we're working. Right, obviously, because then, you know, I mean, the rest of your team would be outside, you know, making sure that that person's safe. So, yeah, I mean, yes, there's always a role for everybody, but, you know, somebody's got to go on the inside to match whatever the situation is. So, 
Yeah, we just right. uh, came to mind was uh, you, you ever see uh, what was it, 48 Hours with Eddie Murphy and Nick Nolte? Yes. When, when he went into that <laughs> into that country yeah. bar. Yeah. Did, did you ever get a chance to do that? <laughs> no, quite, not quite like that. Not quite like that. <laughs> One of my favorite movies, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good stuff. And then uh, what what, uh, what made you want to go over to uh, to the lotto side? Uh, pretty much why I told you earlier, the, the late nights, uh, going back to actual ABC work, um, there's a lot of nighttime shifts. Um, it just kind of got, <clears throat> excuse me, a, a toll on me. Uh-huh. And then also, um, the investigators are allowed to drink. I'm not a big drinker, but in order to fit in to do our job, you kind of have to drink a little bit. Um, so all of that kind of lost its, its appeal, especially after I got older and I just didn't want to do that job anymore. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, they're they're allowed to drink. Is there like uh, some sort of special training involved with that? I mean, to be able to consume alcohol yeah, still. Yeah, we have FT. They have FTOs um, just like we do in uh, you know patrol or whatnot. And a lot of it, you know, it, it's a game because the bartenders know the game and so do the owners. So you kind of they'll watch you and see, make sure you drink. But there's tricks that tricks of the trade, like anything else. You know, dump a beer, you know, out um, in a planter or something, fill it up with water, uh, that type of thing, and act like you know you're still drinking. Order order a beer in a uh, dark bottle, so it's harder to tell. You know, just a little tricks yeah. sort of trick like that, where you know you could look like you could look like you're drinking, but you're actually not. You know, but you do have to kind of taste the alcohol to make sure it's alcohol, what they're serving, you know, that type of thing. So right, right, it's, right. It's a, it's a, it's a game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could, I can imagine because I was talking about, you know, if you got to consume to fit in, but then if something goes down and then you got to, you know, do some enforcement, uh, you know, having alcohol in your, in your blood. I mean, uh, you know, that could be a little, that was little hard tricky. for me. That was very hard for me to, uh, to deal with when I first started there um, because I was also taught, you know, by my FTO and other good officers. I mean, even if you have any drinks or go to a bar or whatever, always left my uh, firearm at home. Right. Uh, um, so to sit there, you know, having a beer and trying to fit in these bar or club with a firearm, that's, uh, it was uncomfortable for about my first year and a half. And then lottery work, did you, uh, did you, do any investigative work when you when you went over straight to the lottery? Or did you go straight to supervision? Yes. Okay. What what sort of uh, work did you do over there? Over there, basically, I oversaw um, the uh, lottery investigations um, for for them. Um, basically, uh, you know, anytime there's big money involved, um, people will try to get. Uh, their share of it and, and try to cheat the system. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, you know, cutting pasting tickets or scratching and, you know, writing their own or using the computer. Um, we've seen a lot. Um, and uh, all those, you know, people forget that even though lottery is a, uh, it's a game, also those, those tickets are government documents. Okay. Oh, so, uh, now you altering a government document I mean, by the time somebody is done trying to cheat the system, they're probably looking at about three or four felony charges against them. Ouch. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. And, and people really think they can get over with, the, you know, cutting and pasting and, and making false documents to, to make some money out of it. Oh, yeah, they do. 
Really? Wow. Yeah, they try. That's that's what like with the scratches. Nobody really tries to do it with like the big, you know, two fifteen hundred million dollar tickets, do they? Oh yes. Do they really? That's they that's where they use the computers. Okay. Uh, had one guy, you know, cut and paste. Um, you know, last week's winning ticket um, with, you know, the previous week. And then they'll cut and paste and then they'll try to come in and uh, and uh, turn that ticket in. Um, you know, the lottery is kind of, you know, we're kind of a uh, friendlier type of law enforcement because we're kind of like a division, not so much a, a department. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know, we try to, hey, go away. We know this ticket's phony. Right. Some people are insistent and that's when uh, they get themselves in trouble. Okay, got you, got you. Yeah, because you got to be dumb because you would figure that, you know, the computers know when to take, how many tickets, winning tickets were sold, where, when, all that type of stuff is just like imprinted on the real ticket. So, yeah, uh, it, it takes all kind, I guess. Takes all Oh, kind. yeah, and, and the technology and the security on those tickets is uh, incredible. Exactly. So- yeah, yeah, it's, it's hard to cheat at that game. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, when you when you're not working, what what sort of things do you like to get into? Oh shoot! Normally, <laughs> when you know, went for this virus, so I probably you know I, I play a lot of basketball usually on uh, Tuesdays and Fridays. Been playing with the same group. There's about a good uh, ten of us. I've been playing for the last twenty years. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, five o'clock in the morning. Every Tuesday and Friday. <laughs> yeah. So that's normally, but, you know, since uh, the virus has happened, uh, we, you know, cut back on that, obviously, and the gym's closed. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of waiting on that to open up again. All right. All right. You, you got family? Yes. All yep. Right. Yeah. Uh, the wife, couple kids, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. What, what, are, uh, what are your ages of your kids? Uh, my oldest is uh, 24, um, and my uh, youngest is 18 now. Okay. Any any of them have any aspirations getting in law enforcement like that, or? Oh no, no, <laughs> no, not at all, huh? No, you, you no. didn't rub off on them, huh? No, yeah. and I, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's more of a of a calling um, than they, uh, you know, <laughs> they really is something that they really, especially in the, this day and age. Yes. something that really would have to do yeah especially do. in these in these day and ages yeah definitely um but you know we need uh you know more blacks and, and other minorities in law enforcement so uh you yes. know whatever we can do to kind of facilitate that is is what i'm trying to do here and and hopefully we can all do that but uh you know we, we you gotta want it like you said it's gotta be it's gotta be a calling like you said yes what's uh what's usually the the, the makeup of of, of uh, lottery investigations as far as minorities and, and, and African-Americans in particular? Um, there, um, as it stands now, I think there are three of us, two in management, um, uh, one in investigations, and then one recently uh, moved on to Department of Justice. Mm-hmm. So um, out, of, out of 30, um, we have about three, so I get around ten percent. About ten percent. Okay. Does uh, I, I noticed when you said you were in ABC and then now you're in the Lotto, and a, another person was in Lotto, and now they went to DOJ. Is there a lot of hopping from state agency to state agency involved? Uh, you see a lot of that. 
Um, they used to be um, because a lot of some of the agencies paid differently, and then there was also different, uh, you know, uh, perks of the job, so to speak. Like ABC, you know, if you get tired of working nights, you can move over to you know lottery, Department of Justice, Department of Insurance. They're more of the nine to five type of places. Okay. Um, so you have a lot of that jumping back and forth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, jumping back and forth, huh? Yes. Yeah, this, <laughs> but this is your last stop, probably, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. This is it. All right. Yeah. And then, uh, is there a lot of people that uh, jump from the law enforcement side over to the you know, regulation or the? Uh, I know you said that uh, law enforcement is just a division within lottery. Does anyone ever move into the you know the other side of the lottery? Uh, I think we've had a couple of people um, went to our sales division. Not just I've been there, but in the past. Uh, went to the sales division and moved up um, and just did a different type of job. It's not that much more um, more money, but it's a little bit different job and a little bit different hours, that type of thing. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So they make bonuses and stuff like that. Yeah. As far as All right, so uh, you went to uh, you went to Cal State Fullerton, right? Did, did you finish yes. over there? Yes. What was your degree in? I got a degree in uh, criminal justice. Criminal justice, all right. Yes. And then, uh, did you, I know you said you're a big basketball player. Did you play in high school? Did you play in college? Um, you know, I, I played in high school, um, and I played football in college. Unfortunately, uh, I, I loved uh, basketball uh, more than football. Really? However, or football <laughs> than basketball. Uh-huh. I ended up playing football at Cal State Fullerton. Oh, nice, nice. How, how was your team back then? Wasn't very good. <laughs> <laughs> Matter of fact, I was uh, on the last team that they had before they canceled the program. Oh, they don't even have a team anymore, huh? A program, huh? No, it ended in uh, 1992. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Because I know they're a baseball, a big baseball school. Oh, they're definitely a baseball school, yes. Yeah, yeah but I didn't know they didn't have a, uh, a football program at all, though, huh? Yeah, that ended in 92. Wow. Yeah, most, uh, come to think of it, I can't think of too many Cal States to have uh, a football teams maybe you know like the bigger cal states like uh san diego state san jose state yes, they but, still have theirs yeah yes yeah but like the smaller cal states san bernardino cal state la i don't think they all have football teams either but no I long beach lost theirs too around the same time yeah yeah but they're big basketball schools so so yes yeah well, well good stuff then and then uh so how you keeping yourself busy now that you're in quarantine Still working. <laughs> uh, you get to work from home a little bit? Yeah. Okay. All right. And then uh, what uh, What other sort of uh, collateral duties or anything like that they have you doing over there? Um, any as, as far as being a state peace officer, um, our duties kind of range. Like right now, we could be called up uh, to assist um, with all this, uh, you know, virus security, that type of thing. Uh-huh. Um, so, you know, being a state, just because uh, we're at the lottery or you may be at ABC, um, you can be called up anytime to join Highway Patrol, which is the main state agency, and assist them with any law enforcement needs. Got you. Got you. All right. What What is, would you say, is the most rewarding part of your job now? Ooh, the rewarding part of the job now... Um, you know, we have a, uh, a, uh, profile investigations are making sure people, uh, the right people are getting paid when they win. 
Um, there's a lot of theft out there. Um, and we conduct our investigations. Um, we find out who the actual winner is. If there's a problem with the ticket, per se. Um, there's a couple signatures on a ticket or somebody may find it or steal it or whatever. And after we conduct our investigation, find the actual winner, especially someone that really needs that money, um, that's really rewarding in itself. Yeah, I, yeah, I can imagine that. Yeah, yeah. What about what on the, on the flip side? What's uh, one of the most challenging parts of your job nowadays? Uh, you know, the most challenging part is balancing uh, the customer service aspect of what uh, the lottery wants um, versus what I'm used to doing or what we're used to doing as law enforcement officers. Okay. Um, like I explained to you before, you know, somebody comes in with a bad ticket, you know, normally it's like, hey, you know, you're trying to defraud, you know, good enough to make an arrest right there. Mm -hmm. But being the way the, you know, being a division of the lottery and what the lottery may want, it's like, hey, you know, we know that ticket's phony, go it away, go away. We don't want to arrest you. So that is a little bit different yeah. type of law enforcement than what I'm normally used to dealing with. Yeah. You guys don't just snatch the ticket and, and tear it up and say, move on, get on your way or? I'd like to, but no. <laughs> wow. You can't even, you can't even snatch it, huh? No. Wow. Wow. Well, yeah. you know, hopefully they don't uh, try to take it some, do they? Yeah, I, I, I've never played. Well, I've never won, so I wouldn't know. How, <laughs> I, I don't know how you're supposed to claim your, your prizes, but uh, you, you just can't go back to like the 7-Eleven where you won the, the, the 15 million or you have to actually go into a lot of office. How does that work? Um, our investigations uh, normally go for prizes that are over five ninety dollars $599. Uh-huh. If there's an issue um, with the ticket, that's when our investigators... Uh, start working on it. Okay. Uh, so I'm sure there might be some thefts and some other stuff that happens um, on a lower level that we miss. But the higher in tickets, the higher wing tickets, that's what we come in on. Right, right, right. But uh, say like if if there's a 150 million dollar jackpot, and then there's a ticket. Say like I buy the ticket at the, my local 7-Eleven, and then it's it's got all the numbers. Am I supposed to go back to the 7-Eleven or do I go to the lotto office to, to claim my winning? Oh no! For that, you go to the lot of office. Okay. Yeah. 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 Office. Yeah, because you don't want to get jacked when you go to that Seven Eleven. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, what they say, you're supposed to sign the back of it right away, right? Yes. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah, that helps us out in our investigation if somebody does jack you for the ticket. Um, but between, uh, you know, signing the ticket, all the video cameras out these days, you know, we try to help our customers you know, make sure that they're the rightful ones that gets paid the ticket. Right, right, right. How often do you find that uh, somebody loses a, a winning ticket and, and you get that back to the to the rightful owner? Oh, it doesn't, it, it has happened, but not very often. Mm-hmm. Uh, stuff like people, uh, you know, losing the ticket. More, most common is uh, actually people leaving it in their, uh, uh, like their pants pocket and putting it in the washing machine. Yep. Um, and then they find out like if it's the numbers that you know you normally play you think you look and you say oh I won but my ticket's destroyed um, after we conduct an investigation and we can prove that you did have that ticket um, you some people will get paid oh wow okay 
ticket anymore. Even without the ticket anymore, though. Even without the ticket. So, so how do they prove that they? That, that's just weird to me. That you know. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, video cameras, interviews. It's yes. a in-depth investigation because, as you can imagine, people will be doing that all day. Hey, I won. I won. Yeah, no but doubt. You just can't go in there and say I won, and then we pay you. It's a full-length investigation. Right. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, because the terminal would be say, a bar of shadow without that you won. Right, right. Because the terminal would say, okay, yeah, on this date and time, uh, this ticket was was purchased with these winning numbers, and then they look at the camera and see that that's you. Then okay, yeah, yeah, I, I, yes. I get it. Yeah, I get it. Yes, that yeah, makes sense. That makes sense. All right, cool. Um, what sort of positive interactions would you say are are, are leaning towards? Uh, African-Americans and other minorities in, in law enforcement and, and your job in particular nowadays? Uh, I think, um, you know, the more of, of us um, that are doing the job, um, especially in uh, different avenues of law enforcement, mm-hmm. um, can help encourage, you know, some of our younger brothers and sisters and other minorities to join the ranks. Um, you know, there's still, I, I run across cops all the time that didn't know that uh, Lottery had their own law enforcement division and their own sworn officers. Yeah. Um, and there's other departments just like that throughout the state. So just because, you know, maybe you don't, some people just don't want to do a black and white or a traditional type of law enforcement um, department. Um, there's all kinds of options out there for you um, despite that, um, just those, uh, just those agencies. Right. So I, the more of us, you know, like me, yourself, other people that are doing, you know, other things that are out there, um, will hope open the open doors yeah. for uh, our brothers and sisters. Yeah. I know Mitch, uh, you mentioned earlier that Sergeant over in Marietta that you know, was really looking out for you and, 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 uh, mentoring you. Um, yeah, he, he wasn't a, a black guy, right? He was not. No, 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 he wasn't. Okay. Um, have you have you done any mentoring? You know, anybody yourself, making sure that they they get an opportunity, whether it be at Marietta or ABC or or now with the Colorado. Yes, you know it's it's uh, it's a it's a mixed bag with that because you know you know again like you know this is a calling you know so. I try to mentor, especially these some of the younger guys I play basketball with. I'll try to mentor them, not so much with law enforcement if they decide to go that way. Um, you know, like you and I, they see what's going on, they see how the media portrays us. It's kind of a hard sell, and you know, like again, you have to have, it'd be a calling. Yeah. But I try to mentor them in life. Yeah. You know, um, not just law enforcement. Um, you know being a good person, helping others out. You know, um, for instance, uh, you know, one young guy that we play basketball with, um, he uh, went away to college um, to uh, to play baseball. And, uh, you know, I ran, I ran over to the, the ATM real quick. I played with him for about a year. Ran over to ATM real quick, um, got a couple hundred dollars out for him and gave it to him. And I said, hey man, keep it up doing a good job you know and you know he goes hey man I really appreciate it how do I pay you back I said just promise me you'll help somebody else out when you get the opportunity there and I go. think what we need to do for each other yes absolutely yeah absolutely 
what did uh, what would your family think about you joining the uh, the ranks in law enforcement back when you started? Um, it was mixed. <laughs> yeah, I can I can I can see that. Yeah. Um, my uh, my mother had uh, just passed away. Um, so uh, I can tell you right now, though, she wouldn't have liked it because it's uh, um, it is an in, uh, inherent dangerous job. Yeah. And, uh, you know, um, like all our parents, you know, especially your mom, have your baby yeah. running around there. Um, so, uh, you know, she's uh, watching from above. So that's uh, probably better for everybody. <laughs> um, my uh, my father, of course, you know, was, you know, was very proud. Um, and then I had, you know, other, you know, cousins um, and other kind of family members that were like, you know, now, uh, you know, got the little uh, sellout thing. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, you're one of those, you're working with the man, that type of thing. Okay. Uh, that was a little hard to deal with. Um, and uh, it was surprising, you know, considering, uh, um, it was surprising for them considering, you know, the trouble here and there that I got into growing up. Yeah. I think it was more of a like uh, not only a sellout but almost like a, a traitor, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And did that change over time? Uh, for some, it did. Mm-hmm. But you know, my argument for all of them and for the young black uh, men and women, um, and even you know Hispanic other minorities that I see, is you know the more of us that are doing the job, the more it is to affect the change. Absolutely. If you don't like to see something, you know, something that you saw, don't like the way an officer treated you, whatnot, take an opportunity, you know, look at law enforcement, be that officer, be the one that makes that change. You know, when I was working in the street, you know, a lot of the guys in Marietta were surprised about, you know, how well I did with my investigations, especially, um, you know, when I was dealing with with the uh, juveniles. Okay. And the the uh, teenagers, and it's it's no secret. I mean, one is you know we were all kids at one time, so like I always I always tell yeah. the kids, you're not anything new. You know, it, we've all done it. And with my background, I use that to my advantage because I know what's going through your head. Mm-hmm. You know, I know what what you're thinking, and I know how to turn you around. Just tell me the truth, that type of thing, and that has been very successful for me. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So be the change that, that you want to affect. So, yes. Yeah. I, I, I live by that. I try to tell people that all the time. Uh, don't speak about it. Be about it. Real. Yes. Definitely. Yeah. All right. And uh, so once once you hang it up, what, what what's your plan? You staying here in California? You going to get another gig? What, what, what do you plan on doing? I think I'm going to be uh, heading out. Um, probably either uh, Texas or Nevada. Um, my, uh, you know, my girlfriend and uh, and her kids. Um, you know, she, she wants to. She does uh, animal training, um, so she wants to. Uh, you know, we take the business and uh, head out with those kids. I imagine by that time we probably will be married, and you know, yeah. our life in uh, either Nevada or uh, Texas. Okay. Uh, you got people there, or does she have people in one of those states? Or uh, no, nope, we'll be starting brand new. Starting Just, brand uh, new, huh? Running from the California mess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It, it, 
it, it's troubling. It's you know, it's it's yes. challenging too. But you know, yes. this is this is what I call home. You know, I tell people, you know, I'm originally from from uh, Columbus, Ohio, but I'm, I'm not trying to go back. I don't, <laughs> I, I, I don't want to deal with the snow. I don't want to deal with. Oh the yeah, humidity. we refuse to deal with snow. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> it's a good thing about here in Southern California. You know, we can run up to Big Bear, look at the snow, and then come back. Yes. <laughs> then come back. Then go to the beach the same day. So, <laughs> just not now because we're in quarantine. So, cool. Well, man, I, I appreciate you for uh, for coming on and uh, sharing some insight about the agencies you've been with and you and all that good stuff. So, but, but before I let you go, uh, I want to run through a, a little lightning round with you. Um, sure. Yes, yeah, so let's do this. We we just gonna talk about uh, uh, some things off the top of your head, and and I like to call this. Uh, Last night I saw a superhero. He was black. He said, "This is for the street." Black Lightning's back. One of my favorite shows. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> this is my Black Lightning round. So I'm just gonna say something real quick, and you just all tell right. me what, what what you think off the top of your head. So your first one's uh, text or call. Text or call. Which one? Mm. I would have to go with call call okay because you're kind of old school yes yeah all right. and not to mention yeah i've been burned before where a text can be read a couple different ways like you didn't intend it to yeah right true that true that. calls are better <laughs> yes all right uh what's your favorite holiday oh i have to say christmas christmas yes all right here's one for you tupac or biggie oh tupac tupac huh okay tupac. definitely all right all right um favorite wayne's brother Keenan, Damon, Sean, or Marlon? <laughs> I would have to say Marlon. Marlon, okay. Uh, However, uh, I, you know, Keenan, I give him a bunch of credit for. Uh, he started it uh, off. Employing his family. Yep, yep, for real. <laughs> he employed the family. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The best Rocky movie. Ooh, it would have to be. Uh, it has to be four. Rocky four. Which one was that one? With the Russian. Okay, yeah, 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 with Drago, yes. Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, between that one and Rocky Three for me, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, between uh, Mr. T and uh, 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 Apollo Creed, yeah. you know, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, 40 cal or 9 millimeter? Ooh, wow. I would have to go with uh, 9 millimeter. 9 millimeter, okay. Um, how do you more rounds? Yeah, yeah, this is true. Yeah, get them all on target. Yes, get them all on target. How do you like your steaks cooked? Medium, medium. Okay, yes. with a little bit of pink or a little bit of pink. A little bit of pink. All right, a little bit of pink. All right. Uh, better TV cop show: The Shield or The Wire? Don't watch either. You didn't watch either, huh? Watch wow, <laughs> we, we have to get you on top of that because the wire was, the wire was all about it. I'm telling you, that was it. Uh, get, get HBO Go and check that out. All right. All right. All right. Um, and this one, this one might not, might not get to you, but uh, finish this line for me. All right. All right. I don't want to be a player no more. You're not into hip hop. <laughs> Not uh, not the new school hip hop. Yeah, that that's a <laughs> that was. I'm not a player. I just crush a lot. You remember that one? <laughs> I don't remember right. that one. I'm not a player. I just crush a lot. 
Uh, I'm sorry. I should have brought out some Earth, Wind, and Fire. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm an Earth, Wind, and Fire dude myself. I'm I'm, I'm older than than I look, so yeah. Just saw Cool in the Gang, uh, Cool in the Gang, a couple weeks ago. Oh, did you? Yes. All right. How how did they do? Good. Yeah, because I, I, I know a few of them have moved on, um, but yeah, they they still still doing it, huh? Yep. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Again, I'm glad you came on with me and uh, had a good time dealing this with you. Uh, you stay safe in, in quarantine. Keep the family safe. All right. And uh, have fun out there and, and protect those winnings. Because my, my winning right. ticket's coming. I'm telling you. All right, brother. It's, it's coming. I'm telling you. <laughs> Watch out for Be it. Be looking for you. Yeah. All, All right, right, bro. All right. Thanks, brother. I'll talk to you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for episode 25. Wow, episode 25 of the Black and Blue Podcast. I want to thank everybody, all you guys out there for joining me on this Black and Blue train up to this point. Thank you. Thank you once again for that. I really appreciate you. I want to thank my guest today, uh, Supervisory Special Investigator Steve Combray of the California State Lottery for blessing me with that next winning $100 million lottery ticket. <laughs> yeah, I wish. But uh, if you guys out there enjoyed this show as well, Make your own luck and make sure you like and subscribe to the Black and Blue Podcast on the YouTube channel or wherever you're hearing my voice today on your podcast platforms. I'll be back next week with another fascinating law enforcement officer. But till then, y'all know what to do. Stay black in blue. I'll holla at you. Peace. This has been a Maitre D Entertainment presentation.